Hey, JJ here with the Out of Value again. This is episode 20, uh, 73, 73. So today I want to talk about the company, Chinese company Pindodo. I haven't talked about this on the pod for a long time, uh, and but I have before. Uh, would have been a while ago, So and a lot's happened. And it's, it's reported, it's been earnings season, and I just want to go through it. This, uh, I, if you've been here before, you might know I like to try and keep these short, so... This is kind of in depth one. I did listen to the earnings call, and I might do that part tomorrow if we don't if we go too far over ten minutes. It's like to do ten minute podcasts daily rather than long long ones. So let's get on with it. So what is it? If you don't know, uh, if you're on the screen on uh, uh, Spotify video or YouTube you, YouTube video, you'll see the uh, the logo on the screen and Pindoro Inc. The, with the tagline "Together, more savings, more fun." Sometimes it's been described as like Costco, online Costco, and or Costco and Disney. I don't think that's quite right, but it's kind of the gamification of buying where they so they have little games and uh, it's group, group buying and uh, group buying as well. Anyway, so what, I'll give you a description, two two different descriptions here that I've found. I've got my own, but I'm just going to read off two of the sites. I got this from Ticker, Ticker Terminal. Pindoro, through its subsidiaries, operates an e-commerce platform in the People's Republic of China. It operates Pindoro, a mobile platform that offers a range of products, including apparel, shoes, bags, mother and ch- child care products, food and beverage, uh, fresh produce, electronic appliances, furniture and household goods, cosmetics and other personal care items, sports and fitness items, and auto accessories. Sounds a bit like... Um, Amazon in a way, doesn't it? Well, that's that's uh, it's partly true. The company, but it's mobile only. The company was formerly known as Walnut Street Group. Oh, we don't need to know that. Blah blah blah. Changed to Pindoro in 2018. Incorporated uh, to 2015. Was incorporated in 2015 and headquartered in Shanghai, the People's Republic of China. And another one, another description. This is a different one. This descriptions can be different. It's best to write your own, I think, when you're analysing. And I have. But I'm just going to have a, I just wanted to remind myself of this. So this is from uh, another site. Pindodo is the third largest e-commerce platform by gross merchandise volume and the largest platform by active buyer in China. In 2020, it achieved 1.6 billion CNY. Uh, that's two, 255.6 billion US dollars of gross merchandise volume. Uh, and uh, we'll go on US dollars, 324.2 of annual spending per active buyer. So get this, it had 8.6 million active merchants, 8.6 million active merchants in 2020 and 867 million active buyers in the year into 20, September 2021. 867. So they get the scale of these Chinese e-commerce companies. 867 million active buyers. It was one of the top two players in next day to grocery self-collect services, uh, similar to community group purchasing. So what happens is you kind of, oh, I'm not going to explain the whole service. There's an app that we kind of, you buy things really cheaply by group, grouping with people, and there are various ways to group together a group buying. It's not like Groupon, really, not, not like that at all. Uh, where groups of consumers place fresh food and grocery orders online and collect at designated self-collect points the next day 
with the help of group leaders in each community. So, and as we'll see in these earnings, they're really focusing on groceries, on fresh groceries. They kind of want to be the biggest grocer in the world, I read a couple of quarters ago. They want, they're really aiming to be the biggest grocery in the south of the world. And why couldn't they with that, with, uh, that many, <laughs> with that many customers? Uh, and, but the growth is kind of starting to slow because the, the growth in active buyers, but we'll see in the results. So let's just go on the screen. We're going to move to the graphs, the market graphs. Uh, the Pendulo is an ADR in the US. It's problematic for some people. We think they're going to be delisted. I don't see it as such a big, big issue, really. I don't think it's going to happen. It's possible, but they could, you know, get moved to Hong Kong. But anyway, uh, so in the past five years, it, if you see on the screen, there was kind of a bubble. It went along with the with the innovation innovation kind of tech bubble so and it just went went pretty nuts and uh, 96.34 over the past five years now after the big drawdown and so that's been it's only it's 202.56 percent down since april 2020 so basically that whole covid bubble post-covid bubble was back to almost pre pre-covid and year to date it's down 13.9 percent I, I'll disclaimer I do own I do own the stock if I did I say that before uh, and this is not financial advice at all I'm not advising that you buy or recommend buying and I've had a big drawdown it's like 49% right now and that's after 15% so after, that's after a 15% gain and just in the last after after earnings it, it gained 15% people were pretty investors were reasonably happy but also 60 down 65 cent percent in the past year and yep there's the but there's the you can just look like a classic bubble looks like a classic bubble uh no no probably no um accident that arc bought it but they've completely sold out of it and uh one of my favorite investors one of my i think one of the best investors in the world lee lu owned it i say owned it because he sold out which he he his owning of it he only owned like one percent of his portfolio and i think he bought around 75 dollars around there it's now 48.30 so but he sold out earlier on i think was it last quarter or the quarter before um probably had a good time but i'm holding on i held on and uh, i'm down but uh i well we'll see we're not going to go into valuation right now uh, and so this is just uh, after earnings. This is a news article. Uh, Pindodo quarterly earnings top estimates. Chinese e-commerce stocks rise. Uh, Chinese e-commerce company PDD, uh, that's the ticker, reported first quarter financial results early Friday that topped estimates. PDD stock shot up on the earnings report. Pindodo reported adjusted earnings of 29 cents a share on revenue of 3.75 billion. Analysts expected Pindodo to report earnings of 25 cents a share uh, on revenue of 3.08 billion so a beat there average monthly active users rose four percent to 751 million and active buyers in the 12 months to march 31st increased seven percent so seven percent to 881.9 so 882 million so, you know, that's growth, but it's not huge growth like they've had in past years. It's growth is slowing down, and they kind of explain that in the earnings call. 
Uh, PDD stock rose 15.2%, closed 48.3%. So that's 15% up. So, you know, I was down down significantly. If I'm down 40, 49% now, it was worse. So just looking at the investors that actually do own it, I said Lee Lu sold out. Uh, I don't know if he'll, he'll buy back in. Maybe he saw that it was kind of a bubble. Uh, it was obviously a bubble. I didn't was, didn't buy around the bubble peak, nowhere near it, but I'm still down 49%. It's gone down so much. Uh, and actually, it's up. Did I show Did I show that graph? It's up 89%. It's up 89% from from its low, which is incredible, pretty incredible. Uh, but all Chinese tech stocks have had a beat, taken a beating. Uh, PDD is held by these investors. I've got this from my uh, financial service that I uh, subscribe to. So Bailey Gifford owns quite a, you know, uh, 2.3% of outstanding shares. These are small, small parts of their respective portfolios. Chase Coleman, Ray Dalio, he's added 85% recently. That's interesting in the last quarter. Uh, Chase Coleman's reduced. Ken Fisher has uh, reduced just a little bit of note. Jeremy Grantham added 16.9%. He's big on getting some diversity outside the US. And it's interesting that, you know, uh, pretty much like Barber and PDD have kind of been going up as US stocks have been going down. Well, it's probably not accurate with Alibaba, but... Uh, PDD kind of has, uh, but they've, they've all had massive drawdowns. There's no doubt about that. Value Partners has a small position. Paul Tudor Jones, who's pretty much a trader, has reduced a little bit, so you can't tell where he might be in and out before uh, we even know it. So the latest trades. Catherine Wood from ARC sold out completely in uh, the last quarter. She had been, I think they'd been selling down anyway. She, uh, not keen on Chinese stocks at all after having reasonable positions during the bubble. <laughs> um, Ray Dalio added, yep, and Jeremy Grantham added, so yeah. So interesting that, you know, a fair amount of uh, Western investors uh, own still own it. So market cap of $61 billion. Uh, it has the company PE ratio. This has a 59. I think this was before the, this earnings probably, 59 um it's it's a massive grower so it has been so um, you know well we won't talk valuation but it's yeah, so enterprise value of 49 billion and so with the drawdown if you're looking at this if you're able to look at the video you'll see that this looks like a classic bubble but it's way it's kind of gone back and so over 3.84 years uh this is on ticker terminal we've had 60 percent price return still over 3.84 years that's a 13 point 1% CAGR, or even with the massive drawdown, which is, isn't actually that bad, but for, for a, it was a high, high, pretty much, it was termed hyper growth, but the hyper growth kind of come to the end. And so this is, um, so I use a uh, guru focus, and this gives you a really rough, uh, you know, valuation kind of thing. It's, it's, you, you can't, you can't rely on it at all. There can be many factors that determine what, it's got, but they have it, if you can see the chart, drastically undervalued, more than 50% undervalued, more, way more than 50% uh, undervalued, significantly undervalued, they call it. Um, and they give it a price of $135, which, uh, I mean, as I said, you've got to do your own research, you can't rely on these things. But it's interesting, this is a rough idea of what they think, and the, uh, I won't go into how they work it out. But also some stats, we're up to 12 minutes so far, so I'm going to cut this off soon. 
Uh, yeah, I'll do the earnings call tomorrow. So gross margin, just I, I mean, this is just a rough thing from from uh, Guru Focus, and I don't think it's taken into account these results yet. Gross margin 66, operating margin just 7.5, net margin 8.38. But the return on capital is return on investor capital 20.4. Um, return on capital employed is 13.78. You wouldn't 13.76. You wouldn't expect that to be high. Um, so it's a fairly young company still. Um, but you know, pretty reasonable, reasonable, pretty reasonable figures there. And low debt, uh, 0.7, debt to equity 0.7, So you, uh, I personally and Warren Buffett's one said he doesn't like to see that over point about 0.5. In case when when uh, when a crunch comes, you really don't want your companies to have, uh, as a general rule. Not hard and fast, but over like over 0.5. I don't like to see that. I start to question it a bit. If it's up, if it, once it starts getting over that, unless there's you know a reason. Um, and so just to the Q1 highlights. Um, so they've had active buyers actually rose seven percent year over year, and uh, to eight hundred and eighty-one point nine million. I mean these numbers are just massive compared to even U.S. companies, right? Eight hundred eighty-one million active buyers and um, monthly active users seven hundred fifty-one point three, which is up four percent year over year. Uh, revenue seven seven percent year on year growth, and uh, that's. That's pretty low compared to previous hypergrowth years, but there's a reason for that. There's a reason they've changed their strategy. We'll talk about that next time because it's it's also it's political, it's financial, it's base, you know, it's uh, it's it's a story. So user base and user activity. So this shows the active buyers and the seven percent year-on-year growth in the in the miles of um, monthly active users. Four percent. There's a graph bar graph there that shows. And um, don't forget, they had some massive growth. I mean, and you remember in COVID, you know, these companies had uh, some influx of users. People were stuck at home and often had to. So, uh, you know, it's not bad. Revenues, non-GAAP gross profit. We can see the graph there. 39% year on year for uh, merchandise sales and revenues. This is an RMB uh, rather than US dollars. That's where they are. Um, so yeah, 39%, and I think it's another one here. Let's have a look. On gap gross profit. Yes, 70, uh, percentage of total revenue, 70%. Okay, let's move on. Non gap operating profit loss. So the bar graph there, one, two, three, four quarters of positive and negative before that. So. And uh, non-GAAP is more, I'm not going to go into the numbers where already late, but just to say that, I mean, it's generally looking pretty good, you know. Um, balance sheet's looking good. The cash cash and cash equivalents, 95,221. 95, that's in million, RMB millions, and much the same, but more than last quarter and sort of pretty, pretty healthy. All right, so I did listen to the earnings call. And uh, it was interesting to see what they say. This this strategy, this it's good to listen to earnings calls if you you know rather it's tending to always do the exciting thing and look for new companies. But I mean, frankly, I've got too many. I want to. I would prefer to get down to like ten, just owning ten. I'm actually on eighteen at the moment, so I could see myself. What you want is a, I think, 
for me like a, a museum of 10, 10, 10 to 100 baggers would be good. And so I could see myself selling some of these. And uh, is this one I want to sell? I, I like the idea of diversifying outside the US and I've got around 20% in, uh, in China actually. So, But is this worth keeping for the long term? Um, I'm, I'm a reluctant seller, definitely. And uh, so I, I'll, I'm going to go into the earnings call yesterday because I, I, I did find that of uh, some interest. Okay, so if you found any value in this, if you want to and uh, follow along, if you want to hear the next one or next next mini, uh, you know, like and subscribe on YouTube or on Spotify, follow on Spotify and on other audio, audio platforms elsewhere. And join me on Twitter at The Art of Value. Okay, see you next time. Thanks.